This is IA Forward, your playbook for success as an independent insurance agent. Here to help you knock it out of the ballpark are your hosts, Shane Tatum and Tanya Lead. Welcome to IA Forward. Shane, I was thinking about it, and so many of us start our agencies or start our own businesses, so we quit living that whole concept of paycheck to paycheck. And of course, when you've started a business, you've worked really hard to save up the money to make this happen and you've invested and then all of a sudden you're in your business and instead of living paycheck to paycheck, you're living payment to payment. It's an unfortunate scenario that we think, oh, we've got this business now. We're going to create this business to solve all of our problems. And once I do this, I'll make a gazillion dollars and all of my problems are going to go away. And what a lot of people don't understand until they actually go through that process is that creating a business of any kind, even if it's a low capital intense business, like a service business, a consulting business or like an insurance business. Those things still require capital and they still require you to move beyond this pay cycle, this get a paycheck. There's a timeline here where things are going on and things are happening where you're not getting paid. And what happens is, is we get behind the eight ball that even when we start getting paid, we're still digging out of this hole that we dug in the beginning. That's part of our initial challenge, if we had to back it all the way up, like how did we get here? I think a lot of that comes from we haven't reached the tipping point. We started in a hole because we actually didn't go into this with the right process, the right mindset or the right capital to sustain us to not dig the hole in the first place. I think most of us are producers that decide to start agencies, right? Most people that have the desire to be entrepreneurs and not only have the desire, but have the energy and the capacity to start their business. We have that sales mindset. And I think most people, I would probably actually venture to say probably 95% of people don't take the time to download in their mind that they're going from being producers to being business owners. And that's a completely different mindset. Usually as producers, we don't have the full spectrum of the cost of doing business. We know what we get paid. Maybe we made the mistake of starting our agency because we were mad at the owner and we were mad at what we were making and we were making this person all this money without stopping and going, okay, what's the real cost here? What does this look like? What does actually running and owning a business look like? That's step one. I think a lot of producers become agents for the wrong reason or at the wrong time. They do it as a reaction to something. They do it because they saw the agency owner get a new vehicle, buy a new house. They do it because they didn't get a bonus. They do it because of whatever. That's not the reason to go out and start an agency, to react to it that way. And we don't understand that 
that cost of ownership and the expense side fully because we just see the result. We are big advocates here about producers starting agencies, but we're also realist in terms of this is what it's going to take for you to actually reach that success point. I love that perspective looking at it from a producer point and listening to you, what you were saying, it it almost sounds like we were talking about from a, a producer point from another independent agency. If we're thinking about it from maybe the perspective of, let's say, an Allstate agent that decides that they want to sell their agency and become independent. And I say Allstate because our group has a plethora of Allstate agents over the years that have joined us at Integra. I think it's very interesting because a lot of them go in with the mindset that they're going to run their independent agency the same way that they ran their Allstate agency. And they are looking at bringing over the same number of staff members. They're looking at advertising the same way. They think that their day-to-day business a lot of times is going to run the same way as an independent agency that it ran as an Allstate agency. They leave the dark side. They see the light. They come over to the independent world and it's not the same. It's not the same and there's a lot of variables there. And the one thing that I've learned is the sales side of things is a positive. You bring over from the EA world or the captive producer world, you bring over this really driven sales expectation. I've been shocked over the years at the amount of growth or sheer month over month sales volume that agents are capable of. And that's great. I don't want agents to leave that behind or not bring that into the IE channel. I want you to bring that into the IE channel. I think what happens differently that I've seen is that it depends on where you came from and how you got into that place. There are a lot of captive agency owners, exclusive agency owners today that didn't build a scratch agency. They bought a book of business and then they grew that agency. And now they go independent and they're building a scratch or they're building from scratch. It's even easy to forget if you did build a scratch agency and it was 10 or 12 years ago or 15 years ago, and now you're going to do it over again. A lot of times we forget what that first year or two looked like. And we have very short memories for some reason. We've talked about things like, well, Starbucks has always been big. No, it hasn't. We all had a beginning and we're very, very quick to forget that. And I think what's so different in the variables of coming over is how you do this today can lead you to success or failure in the future based on how you start. Going back to the topic of how to stop living in that payment to payment cycle. One of the things that I've seen agents do that I think makes this a challenge is they decide to hire staff immediately and they're trying to build a business from scratch. And from the beginning, they're having to pay out salaries and commissions, making sure their people can sustain their lifestyle because they were loyal and they came over with you or there's somebody that you hired that's someone that you knew would do a great job for you. But then your agency wasn't necessarily in a place because it was scratch or you weren't in a place financially to be able to support support the people that you've brought on board. And I think that's one of the big things that I see independent agents do that cause that payment to payment cycle to 
be perpetual? I would say I understand the relationships and the bringing the staff with you if you make the conversion from exclusive to independent. What I think agency owners need to have in their mind or expectation with that is the capitalization requirement that happens there. You're not going to bring your staff over and kind of bring them over halfway. When you bring them over, you bring them over. They're with you. They're your people. And I understand the reason to do that. But I would also need to have the mindset and expectation that I'm going to invest those dollars from the sale of my agency or from my savings or whatever. I am going to have to invest and it's going to be an investment that's going to take more than six months. It's going to take a couple of years. I am going to have to rebuild and those individuals that I brought with me, I'm going to have to take care of them, which may mean that there's a temporary standard of living change. There's a temporary cutback on urine because you've got to take this investment, reinvest. You've got to put this in these people and you bring them with you. What you can't do is bring them with you and not invest and then create this environment where you're writing bad business just to cash a check. That's the thing that doesn't work at all. You would have been better off off saying, hey, stay where you are. I'm going to go do this thing. And I appreciate everything, giving them a bonus for success, whatever you need to do to deal with that relationship on the personal side and then go do something on your own. You would be better off doing it that way than dragging them with you and not being prepared to make the investment to fund the fact that you brought them with you. I've talked with agents who have taken second and third mortgages on their homes trying to pay their people. And it's one of those things that your people know if you're successful, your people know if you can afford them. And it's a scary place and it's impossible to break that payment to payment cycle when you You've created a job for yourself that all you're being able to do is watch your personal investments go out the door to pay your people. I don't love that method. I am more of when you make the decision to move into the independent agency business from another part of the industry. And if you were a previous agency owner, when you made that decision, I am much more of an advocate of make that leap yourself and take care of what you need to take care of. It's like you're going to go into this battle and you're bringing responsibility with you, which creates more problems. That creates a whole nother layer of anxiety and pressure. And when it's just you, that's enough pressure in and of itself. You don't need two other families (laughs) that you're trying to help and fend for and take care of to add to your anxiety. Now, look, if you're an EA agency owner and you sold your exclusive agency for a gazillion dollars and you have all this money in the bank and you're just bound and determined to be an independent agency instead of lying on a beach somewhere because you have this incredible horizon of success in front of you and you want to invest percentage of that gazillion dollars into your new independent agency and you want to be fully staffed from day one, well then, okay, make the reinvestment and get after it. Um, I think 
think it's this, you know, you sold your agency for a few hundred thousand dollars and that money was going to pay for your mortgage and that money was going to do these other things and take care of your kids and you needed to live off of this money for two years before the new money started coming in from your new agency. That's the thing that I see people sell short. They don't put the numbers, the pen to paper. They weren't honest with themselves. They thought they could get it going in three months or four months. It's just not realistic. Now, if you see it through and you get to year five and six, you're going to be fine. But it's that first two to three years where you're going to struggle. Let's look at it from the perspective of I'm 18 months, two years into this. My book is not what I thought it was going to be. Maybe I'm sitting at four, five hundred, six hundred thousand. I'm miserable living in this payment to payment cycle. How do we get out of this? Because if you are miserable, it is hard to sell. Let's just put it out there. I mean, it is. It's it's terrible if you're miserable to have to be happy and perky and your authentic self is probably not what it needs to be to be a great owner slash producer if things aren't working out the way you need it to work out. So one of those little things that I think that can help with that, I actually had a conversation with your sister about this last week and we were talking about uh, subscriptions and how this is the biggest challenge I think that business owners can get into are these endless subscriptions that we as business owners and as people start to have. And we can subscription ourselves. We can $9.99 ourselves past a car note. We discovered one last week within our org and it was $69 a month. And when you add that up over a year, and if there's four or five of those, then that can make a difference. And we're obsessed with subscriptions in our country. And it cracks me up that you can now pay for a subscription to help you track your subscription. I'm getting that ad a lot in social media feeds and they've obviously increased their spend on social media. To the question, what do you do? You're at a fork in the road in that situation. And the question then becomes, should I get out? All options have to go on the table. And I'm a big advocate of one of the options always has to be to do nothing and keep doing what you're doing. You may be about to hit the tipping point. And I think think that the options that I see in that situation, I'm not an advocate for stay miserable. And for some people, it's sell the book and go get a job. There's no shame in that. There shouldn't be shame in that. Did you fail? Technically, yes. But I'm a big advocate of learning. And if you learn through that failure, that doesn't mean you can't go at it again. We've had people do that. We've seen people do that. And they're much happier. We've even had folks go down the agency route, start, and just not get traction. And it just didn't work out. And they leveraged and learned through that process to end up as a regional manager at a carrier or a regional manager at this organization. When I went to work for you, one of the things that you had me do was travel around and visit with several of our agents. And then I visited with um, agents outside of our group as well. And one of the things that I found that was very interesting was the broad range of what our agents' offices look like. I walked into one of the offices of an agent that had been with us for about a year and a half. 
have. And it was beautiful. It was tall ceilings and big windows and a very high end building. And then I walked into one of our agents and sat down, an extremely successful agent that had been with us for quite some time. And I actually had a fear that one of the piles of paper was going to fall over on me. And I was sitting at the edge of my chair trying to make sure that I didn't breathe hard on anything, right? And so it made me realize in part of this, I think that some agents, when they start their agency, have this idea of what their agency should visually look like. And they have a tendency to make these big investments in really nice office space, thinking that they're going to look more successful if they have this huge financial investment in the fancy office because they see the third and fourth generation independent agency down the road that has the fabulous office space that they have built. And let me say, I think that's one of those places that if you're dealing with this whole payment to payment cycle, Maybe you look at downgrading your office space to a space that's extremely affordable, maybe even a co-working space because our business is no longer primarily a face-to-face, walk-in, brick-and-mortar kind of business. I actually listened to a book. The book was written actually 10 years ago, and it was it was pre-COVID, obviously. The book is called Remote, and it was written by the co-founders of a software company called 37 Signals. And those guys are fantastic as they talked about this idea of having staff that was remote. Part of that was this discussion around offices and quality of offices. And in their beginnings, they rented some desk from some other businesses, right? They didn't even rent full office space. They rented desk. This is a multi-million dollar, highly successful Inc. magazine contributing writers type people. But when you go back 20, 23 years ago at their beginnings, they didn't look like this at all. And they talked about office space in the sense of reward, not in the sense of must do. Now they have an office and have 38 or nine employees at any given time. 10 people are in their offices outside of Chicago these days. And the offices are really something to be seen. They invested, they made an investment into their office space, ironically, as an almost 100% distributed workforce across multiple continents. They talked about why they did that. And the reason they did that is they did that for their meetups when they brought everybody together. They did that as an investment into their success not their first two years, not their first day. Those individuals that feel like they need to go out and have the top first class office from day one are probably those individuals that need people to think they're successful. That is a red flag. It's in this business, there's just no need to go out and spend a bunch of hard asset type investments into infrastructure, office space. Having an office is one thing, doing something in your office to try to make everyone think that you've been successful doing this for 50 years, that doesn't make any sense. People don't care that much about that anymore. One last thing that I want to talk about as far as helping to overcome this whole idea of living 
payment to payment and breaking that cycle is learning to say no. And that's learning to say no to yourself, learning to say no to your spouse and learning to say no to your children. It's one of those things that your lifestyle probably changed when you started your own business. And sometimes that's very difficult for spouses and children and family members and friends to understand. If you've been able to take these fabulous vacations prior to starting your agency, you may have to do a staycation this year. And Or if your kids are wanting to do something specific, sometimes you have to say no. And it's difficult to do that. It's one of those things that even if you've had that conversation prior to starting the business, hey, we're going to have to make some sacrifices. It's difficult to say no. And it's just as difficult to say no to yourself on those little things because those little things add up. I feel like I'm kind of being negative today, and but I really want to blame this on HGTV. This is the HGTV, you know, effect. And I'm going to blame it a little bit on what's happened around college campuses and college um, university housing. We have people coming out of school at young ages and going on HGTV. The comical thing to me, she's a social worker. He's a community planner. Their budget's $1.4 million in Charleston, South Carolina. And you're like, that's the dumbest thing ever. No, what are you doing? And they're 24 years old. Here's what my observation here is. We have young people coming out of school And a lot of times in this setting that I'm seeing, mom and dad did well financially, had a nice home. So they went from the nice home and they didn't didn't get put into the dungy dorm, right? They got put into the house and the house with four other people had granite countertops and everybody had their own bathroom and people are tearing down old houses and building five bedroom, five bath homes in College Station, Texas and renting them out for $700 a bedroom and making a killing, but the kids are living in better houses than their parents sometimes. And perception gets changed. And now I get a job and I leave college and I go to work. I expect to make a hundred thousand plus a year because I have a college degree. And before you know it, my whole perspective of the world isn't realistic. And what do you mean I'm not going to make that level of money? Or what do you mean I, I can't get granite countertops or I can't get this type of crown molding? It costs how much? They have no perspective whatsoever of starting out. And I think it infiltrated society so much due to the success that we've had over the last couple of decades that now there's this expectation that this is just normal. And I'm saying, no, it's not normal. That's not normal. My first home was two bedroom, one bath, and it was a remodel and it was great. And it taught us a lot. And I think that we've got to kind of have a reset a little bit about what starting out, if we're going to start an independent agency, if we're going to start a business period, there is some bootstrap mentality necessary and it will serve you better 10 years from now to have to go through that. It doesn't need to be so easy that our expectation becomes automatic. I just am firm believer in that, that too easy sets us up for some failure. I'm going to leave us today with this quote. You will either learn to manage money or 
the lack of it will manage you. Attitude's a choice. Make a great one. Bye, y'all. Ready to get the ball rolling with your independent agency? Learn more at IntegraAgent.com. That's IntegraAgent.com. Thank you for joining us on IA Forward. Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now or learn more at IAForward.com.